0: Welcome to episode number 12 of the Dr. Denise Simpson podcast. Welcome to the Dr. Denise Simpson podcast, where every week she'll help you master your internal forces to realize your mental, emotional, and spiritual potential. Here is your host, certified life and leadership coach, Dr. Denise Simpson. Hey there, what is happening, my friend? How are you? It is so good to be back on the air with you. Today is a great day. Today is a day we're gonna talk about the only life that matters. I know, pretty intense. It's an it's a really, really serious subject, but I'm gonna try to make this really lighthearted today. Because you may be asking, what is it that you mean? What is the only life that matters? Well, my answer to you, my friend, is the deliberate kind. That's the only kind of life that I want to live. I want it to be intentional. I want to live on purpose. I want to manifest some big ass shit in my life that is intentional and is driven by purpose. So, I have been teaching about deliberate creation for a very long time. It's just, it's part of my coaching principles. It's part of my personal principles that I adhere to. And it, you know, it just spilled into my coaching practice. And now I've helped hundreds of men and women transform their lives with this philosophy of deliberate creation. So, we're going to get into what that looks like. And we're also going to talk about the opposite of a deliberate creator. It is someone who's creating by default. So we're going to we're going to definitely dive into that in just a bit. And like a great coach, I'm going to provide you with some reflection questions. And I like to call this mirror time, not Miller time, but mirror time, because these questions are designed to put the mirror right up to your face. And as a great coach, because I'm i am really a great one, I have to say. <laughs> um, listen, I do a lot of things bad, but coaching is something I do really, really, really well. Um, what I like to do is you know, metaphorically hold a mirror up to my clients' faces. Really their brains is what I like to say. I hold the mirror up to their brains and I show them what they're thinking. I show them how they're feeling. I show them what they're creating in their lives, all because of the beliefs that are influencing everything in their lives. And so I have some reflection questions and we're going to call it mirror time. So stay tuned for that. All right, let's jump right in. So I have been asked why I teach about deliberate creation. How did I learn it? Why is this something that I'm so passionate about? And why is this my life's work? Well, a very simple answer to all these questions is that I was able to leverage pain. I leveraged it so that I could change the trajectory of my life. I hope that makes sense to you. And and I hope more importantly that by the time we end our time together today, you have a full understanding of what I mean. So just like you and many others out there, I dealt with some childhood trauma and trauma i mean like the sexual abuse kind like the emotional abuse kind the physical abuse kind all 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 the all the things that i dealt with as a little girl so i'm not any different than you out there i had two parents who barely tolerated one another and really taught me that love was a struggle, that marriage wasn't worth it. Um, The beliefs around money was that it was scarce. It, it um, It was interesting principles and ideologies that I learned as a little girl. I dealt with a lot in my head. I was someone who really lived inside my brain, and I would escape into these fantasy worlds because I didn't want to live my reality. And I found myself turning to food to soothe a lot of that pain and trauma and unresolved suffering. And I remembered using my imagination and my creativity to escape whatever I was dealing with. And so fast forward to the age of 17, I left so that I could go to school and really honestly, to escape from my world back home. And so I, I went two hours away for college and got all the degrees, was establishing myself in a community as a leader, had a great reputation as a great leader and really strong work ethic, and was just building my reputation and career. And I was really excited about that. And I found myself, though, a little empty inside you know, the more stuff that I was accumulating, yes, like all the material things, I was starting to feel like I was filling up this gaping hole in my soul and there weren't enough things to fill it up with. So I started to get this nudge and I started to feel like there was something not right. And and then in my late 20s, I had to move back home to take care of my mom and dad. My mom was already suffering from Alzheimer's 10 years in her in her um about 10 years into her disease and dad was just out of control. You know, raging alcoholic, his diabetes was off the charts. He was in and out of the hospital, he was always drunk, he always had a woman or two or three, I don't know. So much, so much was going on back home. So I found that I needed to be home with them. I needed to uproot my life and go back to where it all began. And as I returned and was reestablishing myself in my career, I started to question everything. And I think because I was gone for so long, you know, it was over 10 years easily, and when I got When I went back, it was like, ooh, all this was just in my face. Like all of the childhood trauma, all of the belief systems, all of the things that were never going to serve me. And I remembered going, what the hell did I get myself into? So first of all, I was running away from all of this pain. And suffering. And now I'm here living in it again after such a long time. And it just resurfaced. It all just came up. And I needed to deal with that. And it was a lot of unresolved pain. And that had turned into suffering. And then sometimes some anguish was involved, depending on the area of my life. Like the love area of my life was, oh my gosh, so, so, so painful. You know, I. Again, I'm, un- I'm like all of you out there. I'm not any different. You know, we've 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 been through some shit. We've seen some shit, and here we are as adults trying to recover from our childhoods. And what we don't want is to raise children who have to recover from theirs. Right? That's the ultimate goal here. And so, I took on a lot of. Beliefs that I needed to challenge, like the beliefs around love and marriage, the beliefs around self-worth and value, the beliefs around money and worth, the beliefs around my body and sexuality, the beliefs around my confidence and my self-doubt. I had to just strip it all down, really, and question everything. And then fast forward to the day I found my father dead in my childhood bedroom. Um, That, my friend, was the emotional significant event of my life. And I know you all have one. I call them ESEs. We may have one giant one, and we may have some little mini ones in our lives. This one was a big one. And this one was the one that changed the trajectory of my life. I have no idea where I would be, what I would be doing if I hadn't gone through that pain in, in, in my father's death and processing that pain, if I hadn't done the work to heal and to leverage all of it, including everything before that right from childhood on up to that point and everything i had created in my life and and the emptiness that i created and the unfulfilling relationships and the unfulfilling career and all the education that i had earned that i wasn't fulfilled with all of it i had to deal with and that was the emotional significant event of my life and i have not experienced one like that since so think about your emotional significant event. Again, it could be a big one or it could be tiny little micro ones. And and look back at those events and look back at, at what it meant for you at that time and what it means for you today. Like for me at that moment, it was like like my world came crashing down. It was like the wind was knocked right out of my lungs. It was a visceral feeling. And the years after that, that it took for me to really understand his death and understand the meaning of his life, that was the; those were the years that I needed to really heal from all of the pain from childhood up until that point. And today I make it mean so much growth and expansion. And without that event, I don't know where I would be, be today, honestly. Today, today I'm a deliberate creator because of it. Today, I don't take anything for granted. Today, I use my mind to decipher between the delusions of life and the sacredness of life. And the delusions of life are fear, hatred, pain, judgment of self, or others. I don't live in the delusions of life. I choose not to. What I choose to do is look at the sacredness of life, like love and compassion and forgiveness. That's what I want to focus on deliberately. I harness my conscious intention because I know that the power lies in those beliefs, in all my beliefs, which influence every single result in my life. I want to leverage my painful past to create a meaningful life today. And I have done that. And I want to show you how to do the same. I also embrace my magnificent future because it's pretty damn amazing. And I use faith and a deeper, deeper knowing that all is truly in my favor. So before we talk about the default creator... Let me turn your attention back on the ESE, the Emotional Significant Event or Events in Your Life. So we usually do one of two things with an ESE. We either wake up, (laughs) we stand at attention, and we begin to work on all the changes that we need to make so that we can change the trajectory of our life because that's how impactful that ESE was to us. Or we numb the hell out of our feelings. And we do this with drugs, with alcohol, with sex, with porn, with food, with you name it. We use this to buffer. We use it to numb because we don't want to feel the things. We don't want to feel the intensity of these emotions. And we don't sure the hell don't want to heal from it because we can't even process the pain. There's no way we would be able to heal from it until we can process the pain. So look at that ESE in your life, or again, if there are multiple ESEs, and ask yourself, what have you done with it? Did you use it to leverage your past, and the pain and suffering so that you could change your future? Or are you still numbing it? Are you still buffering it? Are you trying to suppress it? You're trying to quiet it down. You're trying to keep it as quiet as possible in your brain. I know these are really deep, reflective questions, but it's important that we talk about that now before we move into the default creator so who is a default creator? Well, we were probably once a default creator, if we now identify ourselves as deliberate. (laughs) But the default creator is a person who is living at the whim of others. These are people who are reactive. They are living at the effect of others, their parents, their childhood trauma, their belief systems, uh, maybe even societal cultural expectations, maybe even the government. These are people who perhaps are waiting for fate to make the wrongs of their lives right. They're not taking action. They're not taking massive action and they're not taking responsibility for what they can do to change the trajectory of their life. These are the default creators, and we know them. They are in our lives today. Some of them are our parents. Some of them are our siblings. Some of them are our bosses, the leaders that we answer to. These are people who we recognize. And perhaps you are one, and you're living a default life. And so I want for you to just find awareness around that and look at the results you have created in your life. I want you to look at these areas of your life that are unfulfilled, these areas that are missing something, or like in my case, something didn't feel right. There was something off. There was something wrong. There was a gaping hole that I was trying to fill and I didn't know what it was. It was just a feeling in my body. But also you can look at the tangible results in your life too to know what you've been creating. And let's try to link that back to some of your beliefs. And so I have some questions for you, and we're going to do that in the mirror time. But before we get to that point, which is in about a few minutes, I want for you to understand that if you are vacillating between these two types of creators, that's okay. Sometimes we are deliberate in certain areas of our lives, and sometimes we are creating by default. I tend to go into the Land of default and delusion when my boundaries are pressed, I immediately retreat and I immediately go into default mode and for me, it is numbing for me, it is food still for me it 's just running away. I learned how to do that as a little girl, um, you know, leaving home at seventeen, trying to get away from my reality and and trying to change my reality. Um, by leaving home just to go back and return to all the crap that was still left for me to deal with. So for me, those are my tendencies to numb and to escape and to run away. So I vacillate between these two types of creators still today. So just know that it is okay. Find awareness around that and find some grace for yourself. Honestly, I don't beat myself up anymore over it. It's okay that I want to numb sometimes, but what I don't do is stay in that state of mind. I have to give myself time to process the pain, process the discomfort, and then get my ass up and moving again as soon as possible. But I don't deny it and I don't suppress it and and I do what I need to do to just process the circumstance, process the situation, process the thought and the feeling and then get right back to work. So that's what I've learned to do. So think about that. Are you vacillating between these two types of creators? And if you are, it's okay. All right, let's jump into mirror time because this is the time where I put that mirror up to your face, my friend. Really, we're looking at your brain and here are some of the questions that I want for you to do. It's a quick exercise, so it's not, I'm not asking for a lot, <laughs> but I am going to challenge you to ask yourself these questions so that you can find awareness around what type of creator you are. So number one, are you mostly a deliberate creator or default creator, right? Sometimes we vacillate between the two, but are you mostly a deliberate creator or default creator? That's number one. Number two, write down the areas of your life where your results don't match your intentions, right? Because sometimes... We think we're conscious of our intentions and our goals, but then the results in our lives are the complete opposite. So identify some of those areas of your life where your results don't match your intentions. Number three, in these areas, what would you like to see different? So for example, the finance area. You know that's something for me because scarcity was something I was I was embedded with that's like the idea that um that I learned from seeing my parents work multiple jobs get us through private catholic school get us through all the private music lessons all the uniforms all the you know extracurricular activities my parents did so much to give us everything and they worked their asses off and they reminded us that money did not grow on trees and that you had to work your ass off to earn anything. So, for me, that was, that's, that was a belief I really had to challenge. And I still sometimes it creeps up today where I have to like put it back in its place and question the shit out of it. So, what areas would you like to see different? Okay. So, number four, write down the areas of your life where your results were aligned with your intentions. So here is where I'm, I'm trying to get you to find awareness around the things that you've created with intention that were deliberate. Okay. So write down all the areas of your life where your results were aligned with your intentions. For me, it's my marriage. Whew, that was a belief I had to annihilate and rebuild. Honestly, it was something I had to tear down to rebuild. And now, the result of my life is a 10-plus-year marriage with the man of my freaking dreams. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful marriage, I have to say. It's so fulfilling. It's so loving. So respectable. It's just passionate and everything that I I wished my parents had, you know? But anyway... So write down the areas of your life where your results were aligned with your intentions. So my intention was to find that person that would elevate me, that would worship the ground I walked on, that respected me and my body and my brain. And the results show the alignment with my intentions. So what are yours? Write them down. And number five, in these areas, what did you do to create these results? Yes, Jot those steps down. What did you do? What did you have to do to get those results in your life? Because it's about repeating some of these steps, right? It's about taking those areas that are not in alignment with your intentions, those areas where those results are missing. Those are the ones that you want to focus on. And you take those action steps that you took for the areas that you did create intentionally. You didn't you probably didn't even know they were intentional actually, <laughs> but you created these beautiful results because you had some very strong intentions tied. So what were those steps so that you can then use those ideas, those action steps to then change these areas of your life that are not as fulfilling. So those are five questions to get you to start thinking about deliberate creation. All right, my friend, I hope you had a great time with me today. I hope now you understand what I meant about leveraging my past (laughs) so I can create this beautiful, magnificent future that I deserve and that you also deserve. So as always, I thank you so much for your time today, and I will catch you on our next episode. Take good care. Hey, before you go... Head over to my community of deliberate creators called Align 365, and it's over on Facebook. I want to support you on your journey to creating a life of immense love, joy, and alignment with your highest purpose. I do live coaching calls inside the group to help you with any objections from your mind and yes, from others. So head over to the community so we can get to know each other search Align 365. And again, that's A-L-I-G-N 365 in the Facebook search bar, or head to my show notes for the link. Can't wait to meet you inside the group. See you there.